It's almost here, the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday. It is episode five of Fifth Year Beers on today's episode. Betting recaps, as always. New picks, as always. A major injury in the NFL that we have to discuss. How coronavirus is derailing team's schedule and what Roger Goodell plans to do for the rest of the season to keep it on track. As well as, of course, a Coastal Carolina Chanticleers football update because we love them boys down in Coastal. And a gambling etiquette tip that you need to implement in your Sunday football routine. All that and more coming on Episode 5. Yep, you heard that. Episode 5 of Fifth Year Beers. Let's roll. Welcome back, Episode 5, Fifth Year Beers. As always, we start the program with our betting recap, last week's picks, who won, who lost. And once again, Couch Guy, a major loser. Loser. Big loser. (gasps) What an idiot! Oh, what a loser! Exactly. So, we start in the Windy City, where Nick Foles, big swinging Nick, Takes down Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, 20-19. to 19. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they got flagged 11 times for 109 yards. Who, who wins games like that? They're like that peewee team. They ever see that Twitter where they're running out of the end zone and they got the big banner and then they miss it and they all fall over each other? It's like two, two, two steps forward, one step back. Bad week for you guys, man. Dude. Bad, bad week. That's a bad week. That's a bad, bad beat in general. I mean, again, then Tom Brady has a senior moment on fourth down, thinking it's oh, third the, down still. The They're top, like, come know? on, sleepy Tommy, get back to bed. He's like, I swear. Tom's it was third like, I'm down. four years old. They're yeah. like, no, you're 40. Yeah. Put <laughs> so, a zero on. Four. Four. Oh, my God. How embarrassing is that, man? Tom Brady not knowing what down it is. A lot of people, a lot of sports talk analysts say, nah, it's not a big deal, whatever. I don't know, man. I, guys won, you know, I mean, how many Super Bowls? You should know what down distance it is at the end of the game as you're trying to drive. This week, they better wake up, as Ari Gold would say. Wake the fuck up! Up against the Green Bay Packers, because the Packers are hot. They look elite. Their offense is elite. They're getting Devontae Adams back this week. But moving on, I know you didn't do too well with that Bucks minus four pick, but my Chargers, they didn't win, but they covered plus seven and a half easy. What do you always say? Good teams win, great teams cover? Exactly. Um, it was a 30-27 to 27 loss in overtime. Justin Herbert had an excellent game, man. I, I think that kid has that kid's a great future. Deal. Yeah. He looks, he looks great, and yeah. the Chargers should be excited to have him. And I know, uh, who's behind him, Terod Taylor? Or? I mean, Terod Taylor was the starter going into the season. but I think he's kind of happy. I think he's I, happy that he doesn't dude, have to play. I mean, he's, he's happy that the team doctor isn't stabbing him with needles anymore. Yeah. They're puncturing his lungs. Yeah. He's, he's probably pretty happy about that. Yeah, I think there's no uh, bad blood between them. And it feels like uh, they, they've given him the reins. And it yeah. feels like a good Chargers team. But on the other side of that, Emmanuel Sanders literally beat the Chargers with – what did he have? He had 12 catches, 122 yards. You're I mean, he was redeeming too. himself because the first Monday night game the Saints played out in Vegas, Emmanuel Sanders was invisible. He might as well have been an Incredibles character because nobody could see him on the field. It was ridiculous how bad he played in that game in uh, Las Vegas week two or three when the Raiders got their first home victory in their new uh, Death Star, as you call it, Moonlocks. Yeah. 
But yeah, the the Saints they come back and they sneak. I feel like they stole that victory. Honestly, that yeah, looked they, like the Chargers absolutely. game all all four quarters really. And but that's the Saints. That's that's Saints football. They steal games in, at home. Yeah, it's true. When you have an elite quarterback and elite head coach, you know, tend to you know win shootouts and be on the right side of toss up games more often than and not. And looking forward, I mean, with Emmanuel Sanders putting on a game like that, once they have Michael Thomas back, oh boy, yeah, oh that's going to be a dangerous offense again. It seems like Sanders kind of found his niche this week. So hopefully, going forward, that means that their offense starts to click. And, you know what I mean? What about Michael Thomas, though? Can we talk about it for a second? Michael Thomas was healthy enough to play Monday night, but he didn't because he got in a bar oh, yeah, fight with his brawl teammate, with what, was it, uh, uh, Chancey Gardner-Rogers. Uh, Chancey Gardner-Rogers. No, <laughs> Wasn't it Chauncey Gardner-Rogers? Uh, <laughs> no, not Chauncey Gardner-Minshew. It was some guy with three names. All defensive backs have three names. So some guy with three names yeah. on the Saints. They got into a fight at the end of practice, which the team stated that Thomas instigated with I wonder his... if he won. Yeah, right? Again, like, what are the lines? Chauncey's... I don't think Chauncey's that big. Michael Thomas is a big dude. Are we just going to be like... Is there going to be like a, a Twitter video like Bruce Buffer? Like, fighting! Out <laughs> of the red corner! And once once they can both play again, are they going to stand on opposite sides of the, the sideline? Are they going to patch it up? Do they nah, have to go through, see, like, like, teamwork like, building? Like, yeah, right? Do they again, to share lunches for con- a week? Conflict <laughs> resolution. So, Michael, how'd that make you feel? Use when... iMessages, Michael. <laughs> yeah. And it's just Michael Thomas and Chancey Gardner Minshew in the room. Chancey Carter Minshew. Oh, man. So we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on that as the season goes so, on. What do you got this week, man? You got to so, give me a winner. So this week, yeah, I know. I've had two straight losing weeks. Couch guy locks. Not good at all. So this week, I like going down to Carolina. Matt Rule, first year head coach of the Carolina Panthers. He needs a big win, and the Chicago Bears are coming into town off a big win. The Bears. I think, yeah, the Bears are going to be the losers this week because I'm taking the Panthers straight money line. They're minus 121 right now in the book. I think Teddy Bridgewater, he's starting to come into his own. The running back that replaced McCaffrey, Mike Davis, the former Bear, who's waived by the team last year. I think a little revenge game coming out for him. The Panthers are a top 10 defense. They are plus three in the turnover margin so far this season. And minus All those one and th- a half, man. Is- yeah, it's a tricky line. You mean, typically you think home teams get three points. So right now they're saying the Bears would be a one and a half point favor on a neutral field. I don't know. I think Carolina comes out ready to play. They drafted all defensive players in this year's past draft. So they're going to get after Nick Foles and that defense. It's really going to be how the Carolina offensive line plays. Because you saw last week, Tom Brady certainly was frustrated with his O-line because they weren't able to contain Khalil Mack. And the Bears but, barely beat them. Yeah, and the Bears barely beat them. And the the Buccaneers beat themselves. And the Bucs don't have a good defense either. No, their defense is okay, but they really beat Tom themselves Brady in penalties. In, in the first three games is the one that pulled them through those games. Of course he did. Like, he just stumbled, you know I mean, how many New England teams. But so, yeah, this week, couch guys lock. No spread, just the Carolina Panthers straight up money line. Let's cash those tickets. I like it. And now this week, you got to stay hot because you're keeping this whole thing afloat. Nobody's going to listen if we just give out losers. So you got to keep this thing alive. What are you taking this week? I mean, what the Moonlock like? hit last week. I think we're, uh, what is it, three for four? Yeah, because you only lost one week. we had one, one week, push. Yeah, so this week I like the Lions minus three. Um, they're playing the Jaguars. They're away, but... They're coming off a rough loss to the to the New Orleans Saints. They're one and three. Jacksonville's one and four. Two crappy teams coming in, playing probably a, just a you know good backyard brawl. I see Detroit covering minus three easily. The over under set at fifty four and a half. They think it's going to be a high scoring game, but I think that Detroit's offense 
has more weapons. They'll they'll get it done. Lions minus three, moon locks. All right, so Lions minus three. Your, that's your moon lock of the week. I don't hate it. Again, I'm not a big. I'm I've been out on the Lions for a while. I think with once they. They have to change quarterbacks at this point. I don't think Matt Stafford's the solution. I mean, he's not bad. He's just middle of the road. He's not going to win you 12 games. He might win you nine or maybe 10 on a good year. But This is okay. why I like this. This is why I like this. Because Jacksonville has given up 30, 33, 31, and 33. Yeah, their defense isn't good. Their defense is trash. Yeah. And you're giving the Lions three points against a terrible defense. Well, I'm excited to see what they're doing because now that they've – they drafted rookie DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. He's becoming more of a factor in the pass game. So, I mean, a little bonus tip. If you got DeAndre Swift or you got him uh, on the bench on your fantasy team or even if he's available in your fantasy league, which he shouldn't be, but if he's on that waiver wire, look out for DeAndre Swift because they really like him out of the backfield, and the Jacksonville Jaguars do not cover running backs well. Their linebackers don't run side to side. That's something to look out I for. See, I see Detroit at least putting up 27 points. And I don't see Jacksonville putting up anything more than 17. Wow. So you're even giving scores out. Holy shit. Well, that's going to wrap up the betting segment of the program, but not really. Because later on in the show, we're going to give you a gambling etiquette tip to use in the coming Sundays. And if you haven't already been doing this, if you have been doing this, stop. But we'll talk about that later. All right. It's episode five, fifth year beers. When we come back, a massive injury in the NFL that we got to break down a little bit and how the coronavirus is starting to make its impact across the National Football League. All right. That and more, fifth year beers, episode five. Gotta hope it's a cramp, don't you? If you're a cowboy fan right there, but an all-time call. <laughs> they're from Tony Romo. Tony Romo. The only somewhat humorous part about this awful situation, dude. Dax Tony Romo swinging, f- disgusting. Tony Romo swinging for the fences and missing with that injury prediction. Tony, that was not a cramp. I don't think it's a cramp there, Tony. I, he's questionable return. I'm going to rule him out for the rest of the season. And they kept saying, like, they kept putting the graphic out, you know, yeah. for the rest of the game, like, no shit. Yeah, like, dude, he's, he's oh, his, he's got a compound fracture in his leg. He's questionable return. Thanks, Michelle. Like, I don't think he's dude, coming back. His ankle back looked in the like game. a face was growing out yeah, of Yeah, exactly. It was grotesque. It was splitting out of his, literally out of his calf. It was disgusting. But you, know, you feel like bad for Dak. He a big bag of money just, just in his fucking ankle, just gone. Because you know what? He uh, missed. That's yeah. what he missed. His I get big, where you're going with that. His big money shot, dude. His big bag of that's, money. Dude, that sucks, man. Because, again, Dak was leading the league in passing yards this season. It was really him and Russell Wilson going, no, I mean, shot for shot for MVP. I think Wilson's going to win it now easily. But, bro, you got to feel bad for Dak, man. Like, that's that's it, man. I, I don't know. Can he give him, like, a, a major contract? Jerry dude, Jones is definitely happy he didn't. Is he put, smiling on the inside he, right dude, now? He didn't, he didn't drop the max bet on Dak. You know, he held and he's like, you he know, didn't thank God the I max sprinkled play. a little bit. Yeah, he, again, he brought it back. He's like, bet with your head, not over it, Jerry. And we're not going to give him the money. 
obviously you never foresee this coming. But I really think through the first four games, Dak proved he was worth every yeah, penny yeah, they were going to pay him. It doesn't matter. Like, I like you got to feel bad for a guy like that, man. It's it's not about the first contract. We know yeah. that. It's that's the rookie contract. Of course, it's a lot of money yeah. in the grand scheme of things. I but mean, the it's, second contract's the, the money one. You and now nah, he's got his endorsements and stuff like that, so he's obviously not crying poor, but. It is a shame for a guy that seemed like he was doing all the right things to he saw earn his himself. brother tweet out right Yo, after. Yeah. So what is what's all? His, wait, what's his brother's name? Thad or Thad? No, it's, it's it's Tad. It's like tadpole. And they're just like, like, <laughs> what did they just go in naming the Prescotts? Like, da, da. What is they? Were they just doing so? Maybe syllables? they named them the first thing, like the first sound they made. That just, could be it. Just Tad, Dak. <laughs> and that's the first sound they made. And it's like that's your name now. He you saw that Tad tweeted right after he went to the hospital yeah and this guy's been in the it was I like mean, don't worry he'll come back the whole like watch he's out, like the like, grind for mvp and comeback player both in the same year starts right now it's like what do you do dude but like, i hope he does come back i like, really uh, do. no no i hope dad comes back tad can kick rocks but he's just worried that his footlocker salary is going to have to cover him now for the next couple months because Dak's not going to be able to shell out all his game checks for this guy dude are you serious like you're tweeting to your brother in a hospital bed like yeah i'm sure he's like i'm sure that's the first thing Dak wanted to say you're yeah, like, let freaking, me reassure the, the yeah people. taking a picture and putting it on twitter and not even off Dak's twitter but your own talk about riding somebody's coattails i Jesus. do feel bad for the guy though i think it's a dude that's a whole messy situation and when dude, it comes down to money it always is it is it always and is. And you're, if you're the Jones, Cowboys, you're not going to give him a sympathy contract and be like, hey, we knew how good it's, you it's were going to be. It's a business. It's a business. And Jerry wants, Jerry wants to win another ring, man. If he doesn't have to spend it on a major quarterback, maybe. Well, hey, man, now we got uh, – well, we got. Now now they got Andy Dalton. The red rifle down the in Big red D. Rifle. Dude, that guy looks like a flaming hot Cheeto <laughs> dressed as a Cowboys player for Halloween. <laughs> like, that guy, that guy looks weird in anything but a Bengals uniform. But a Bengals, because I think the orange complimented his hair. So it's, he looked it's good. Even, it's, like, ridiculously orange. Yeah. Like, see, like, and I'm not hating on any redheads out there, but this man's hair is freaking orange. Because you can spot him from a mile away. If you were in like, space, you'd Dalton. spot Andy That's, Dalton. By it's either freaking... Andy Dalton or Chucky from uh, Rugrats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chucky. Now he's the starting quarterback you know for the Dallas Cowboys. Did you see they're pl- right, so they're playing uh, the Cardinals on Monday night, and I think they're giving yeah. them uh, a point and a half. Mm-hmm. So, but you saw you saw the end of that game. Andy Dalton didn't look bad. Nah, he doesn't look bad. I don't think Andy Dalton was ever going to be a franchise quarterback. But also, I don't think he's ever had the type of weapons that he has right now in Dallas. That's you talk true. about Omari Cooper, an elite wide receiver, C.D. Lamb, rookie with a ton of talent, and, and Michael the Gallup. NFC East is wide open. And the NFC East is wide open. It, and you're playing against weak defenses. Every other team in that uh, division has a pretty weak defense. The only thing you got to concern about is keeping him healthy now. Because Tyron Smith looks like he might be out for the year. The Giants have a pretty decent pass rush. The Redskins got a good pass Andy rush. Dalton's, the Eagles have an elite pass rush. Maybe An- Andy Dalton's in the Nick Foles situation, where the <sighs> starting quarterback and it, and he wouldn't. The rest of the NFC was doing well. He wouldn't be in the situation. But the that's fact true. That if the Cowboys were out of it, they wouldn't really be like, oh, Andy Dalton's savior. Hey, It'd be like Andy Dalton's getting us to the end of the season. Exactly. The NFC East is still wide open. Game the Cowboys five, are now in the first place. They're exactly, two and three. Exactly. So. Andy Dalton, are you in that situation? Can you put the load on your back? You have good players around you. You have good coaching. Yeah. What do you think Andy Dalton's thoughts were when he saw Dak go down? Was He's he like, like, yo, let's my go? My hair is so orange. Bro. I mean, that was an really emotional scene. Them carting him off. He saw he was in tears, that was man. terrible. <laughs> All right. Now, we got to give a, a Coastal Carolina football update. Because since we've talked about the Chanticleers, 
was that three weeks ago on our podcast? Yeah. And, and her their mascot, the team Fighting Sharons. Yeah, the team of Destiny. They had a huge win last night over the Raging Cajuns down there in Louisiana Lafayette. Oh, Raging Cajuns. And we'll talk about how the coronavirus has affected that game and a couple NFL games when we come back. Fifth Year Beers, Episode 5. Carolina, baby. The Chanticleers, a huge winner last night against the number 21-ranked Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns. And I'm telling you what, man, I think we might be officially a Coastal Carolina football podcast. We are a Coastal Carolina Chanticleers football podcast. They are against the spread beasts. Yeah, mega beast. And I think this is their past eight games. You said they covered the past eight spreads, right? Yeah, so, well, I think it was six to two. I think out of the last eight, they covered They've six covered spreads. six spreads. So, but, so last year, they lost uh, 48 to seven. At home. At home, too, to the Raging Cajuns. Yeah. So this felt like kind of a revenge game. And the Raging Cajuns didn't play in, what, three weeks because of all yeah, the Yeah, their last game was the 27th of, of September. September. And this, is, this was played on the October 13th. So they had three weeks to sit around and... You know, think about Coastal. And we talked about it a little bit before the show because when we were discussing this, it's like, all right, so we both saw two teams with an abundance of time between games. We saw one in college and one in the pros. The Tennessee Titans came out, smacked the Bills Tuesday Night Football. The Raging Cajuns come out, and they didn't play badly. They just they didn't look like the number 21 ranked team. Three weeks is too long, though, man. Three yeah, weeks to Especially around. for college kids. What are you doing? Gunning Natty Lights? You're going yeah. to school in you know Louisiana? How many beers they drank in that three That's weeks what I'm saying. over in Louisiana? Dude, you're killing Bush Light and Popeyes all the time. That That's a Raging Cajun super, deep, super duper meal. You get a... 40-ounce soda and a Popeye's chicken sandwich as soon as you buy a ticket for the home game. Yeah, it's a 40-ounce. Yeah. Like yeah. Cobra or a, no, 40-ounce is like Mr. Pibb. And just <laughs> like you're just guzzling it down. But dude, so, all right, so last year they got blown out at home. This year they came in. Uh, Coastal was 3-0. Now they're 4-0. They came in. They shut them down 30-27. The Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, they win. They knock off their first ever ranked opponent, 30-27. to But who was missing from the game? When we first covered them, the first person we talked about wasn't Grayson McCall or the Mar- the Maribel, the running back. It was Sharon, the super fan Sharon. Where oh, was yeah. she? She was nowhere to be found in the yeah, game. She wasn't even on the uh, depth chart. I don't, I don't think she was on the Did, roster. Was she active? I don't think I, so. Yeah, last I think night. they left her back in uh, in Coastal Carolina. She was probably at you know I mean her other son's PTO meeting that she loves way less. Or they put He's her just in like a spot right now. like on the on the bleachers where like no one can see. No, her. Mike could possibly like, pick her up yeah, in a oh, ten you're, mile radius. Coastal fan, you're wearing a bright blue shirt. Yeah, yeah. Go sit on that that side. Of the that side. has her son's number on the back and like nobody yeah, else's, yeah, yeah. not just like the team has, shirt. Like, the big head thing. Yeah, right. But yeah, no Sharon due to road game. Um, but she's you know, inactive. you know, she's either in the corner there, she's inactive, or she's waiting for the bus to get back. With a picnic table full of soft pretzels and orange slices. You remember that. You remember oh, of that. course. Those are the best, Those are the man. Best That's snacks. half the reason After why I played the games? game. Yeah, half the reason why I played was I for the post game snack. I think half the people that played high school football. We're just on the team because the snacks after the game were so good. So we talk about the Coastal knocking off, upsetting Louisiana Lafayette. But how about the Titans? You know what I mean? They came back 
after a huge hiatus because of coronavirus, and they were like the devil of the NFL for a couple weeks because everyone thought they were the first team to test positive and that they were going to fuck up the whole season. Now, look at how many teams tested positive. Cam Newton, major players testing positive. Oh, Chiefs yeah, got positive forward, tests. We're going to see a lot of I mean, it's going to be impossible to have this thing. I give the NFL credit. They're doing their best juggling act right now, but I don't foresee a week where we go and we don't have to take a little bit of pause, whether it be a week, 10 days. I'm not sure, but... They're juggling now. Teams' buys are shifting, all that stuff. But what do you think, man? Because I think the Titans came out sharp. They were laser-focused. The they didn't Titans even practice, had, but they were ready to play. So they had, what, two weeks? I mean, they had 16 football. days, so a little more than two weeks. Yeah, it's NFL versus college football. Uh, Louisiana had, like, three weeks, but they looked, you know, not that good. And they just they don't have I'll the same. I'll say that there's, like, a window, you know, between yeah. seven days and maybe, like, two, two and a half weeks where players are still in it. They're still fresh. And then there's a certain point where they haven't played football in so long that they, they're they rusty. It's it's natural. Yeah. And I, I think we saw that in the Louisiana game a little bit. They should have won that game, but Coastal was a little bit fresher. Louisiana had a little bit of things they had to fix. I really think it was about who was more accountable. Tennessee Titans are a professional football team. Guys are getting paid based on their performance. So staying in shape, that's that's. A need that's a necessity to put yeah, three weeks off to maintain performance at college what are you yeah doing? exactly that's what i'm saying you're drinking mr pib and eating popeyes down in louisiana and <laughs> tennessee yeah, you're, you're getting field. you're getting all the treatment all the plays all the zoom meetings all that stuff you're getting all that stuff so i think that the tennessee titans came out and looked sharp and josh allen i don't think looked that sharp man he, he looked like he was a little rusty and everyone's hopping on josh allen like the real bros of Simeon Valley, they were talking about Hawk that one episode. They kind of hopped on him like that, you know what I mean? God, you're not God. You're a one-year-old child, okay? Everyone's jumping on his little baby dick. And we talked about the Titans' defense before, man. Like, they're not – they're a good team, coached by a good coach, you know? Yeah. And last year we saw the potential. And this year, what are they, 4-1? and one? No, they're 4-0. They're Who? The Titans. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're undefeated, undefeated and, and they're 4-0 and for a reason. AJ Brown was huge in their win. Oh, AJ Brown coming back, and I know, I know. Last week they were missing the cornerback, but and AJ Brown exploited that. But yeah, they didn't have Tre'Davious. They, they have they have Hill running. He, can, he has the running capabilities. Yeah, they have Derrick Henry, who's massive. Yeah, Dude, how about that tank. stiff arm on Josh Norman, Dude. bro? What was going through his mind when I he's literally feel sideways? How that would... No, that probably hurts, but it's probably awesome being like, yo, I'm completely horizontal in minute. I wonder if you wake up and you're like, oh, my neck hurts, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I got stiff armed by yeah, fucking Derrick I got Henry. thrown up like a Mortal Kombat video. <laughs> oh, yeah, game. I got thrown like, like a rag doll. And I took them plus three. I know we didn't give it out, so it doesn't really count, but... Still, they helped me cash a, a ticket there. Yeah, I like Mike Vrabel, man. I, Mike I, Vrabel, man. He, I he's, he's again. Really I think coach. he's. I think he's a leader like, of men. He had those guys ready to play because they respect playing for him. And people, exactly, people like to play for him. And when you have a coach that you know draws players in and makes people want to be better, that's you have a good coach. And Mike Vrabel covers all those bullet points. All right, and when we come back. We talked about just cashing a ticket right there. We'll give you one last gambling tip to use this Sunday. If you're going to have Sunday football with your boys, out at a bar, whatever. What to do, man, who to pick, all that stuff. All right, when we come back. Back here, fifth year beers, episode five, coming to the end of the show. But last week we introduced the Beast of the Week segment, and our Mega Beast of the Week 
was Tyler Hero last week, right? Hitting those clutch shots for the Heat. Obviously, they eventually lose, but we're on to bigger and better things. But not really, because this guy is living up to his stature, both in play and in height. The non-beast of the week is the little man in Houston, Jose Altuve. I don't feel bad for you at all. I don't think anyone feels bad for you in baseball. You or your freaking crooked Dude, scumbag teammates. Terrible. You dirtbag. Dude, three it. major errors, three throwing errors from Altuve lead to big runs in the ALCS, helping the Rays gain a 3-1 advantage in the series. What are your thoughts, man? What do you think about Jose Altuve? He's our non-beast of the week. I mean, it's a shame because there were so many beasts, but this guy really just stuck out as a real loser. So, you know, him being the non-beast of the week just makes sense. I mean, in game two on Monday, this guy, with two outs in the first inning, throws two throwing errors. Manuel Margot then follows with a three-run homer. Manny! That's a beast. That's a mega beast. Altuve, non-beast. In game three... Uh, on Tuesday with the Astros leading by one nothing in the sixth. This guy tries to start a double play, this bounces guy. his throw to second, well in front of shortstop, and instead of having two outs, they got a man on first and second, and the Rays go on and score five runs. So, listen, little man, all those throwing errors, that's the soup, that's the taste of your own medicine you needed after you and your other teammates cheated your way to a World Series, beat the Yankees last year in the ALCS. So, Jose Altuve... You are our non-beast of the week. Non-beast, beast. Finally, on a, let's end things on a happy note because we had to get that negativity out of the way. We always are happy when we give out tips because we think they help people. So this week, it's a betting tip. Don't be this guy. Moonlock, set the scene. You know we gamble fairly regularly. Not over our heads, you know what I mean? Well within our means. But who do you not want to be in terms of gambling when you're with your buddies on Football Sunday? I mean, bro, how, how many times have you... You're hanging out with your friends. The game's about to be on. And your buddy goes, hey, who are you taking? And you're like, this team. Yep. And they go, okay. That's the last you hear them, right? Yeah. Until they- midway through the game. And the team that you didn't take is winning. And you're like, oh, Or like damn, your like- team throws like a costly turnover, a pick. You exactly. Know what I mean? something- so, so and then something you're like, dude, happens- why are you pumping your And this guy face? starts screaming, yelling, jumping up and down. And you're yeah. looking at him and you're like, why, why are you? Why are you? Why are you celebrating? They're the faders. They're the and team. He goes, the dude oh, that fades you. I'm like, dude. I told you my pick. Doesn't take your pick. That guy. Don't be that guy. And also, it's okay to have different opinions, but don't don't go to his thing and everybody's riding one way. Just stay away from the bet. Just bet. don't ask. Just don't ask. Yeah, gonna, don't ask. Just don't ask. If if someone's announcing their picks, don't be like, oh hey, I took this. Be like, okay, good luck. How awkward is it to sit on the couch eating the same dip? And the same, same soft pretzels and dip, tacos and queso, pizza and all that stuff. Yeah, that wings. Stuff. You, you're sharing the same table. You're sharing the same and Keystone you Light 30. you're betting on this, the opposite teams, it makes no sense. The it makes no sense. You guys might as well just beer. take each other's money and just hand it to each other. Just, just don't be the guy betting against your friend. And don't ask him what his bets are if you're going to bet against him. And Especially, also, don't, don't be the guy on your phone in the third quarter. After because you already lost the first half spread and the over the isn't looking sleep. good. Yeah. And you're trying to save your day with a live bet. Like, dude, move on to the next Live game. bets never save Cut the day. your losses, bro. Don't be – if you have the over at 50 and they've only scored 17 in the first half, don't double down because you're like, there's no way they don't score more than 17. Yes, there is a way. All right? And it's called losing. It's called teams that have no offense. All right? Live bets don't save lives. So gambling etiquette, man, gambling etiquette, if you ask someone their bet, 
either take the bet or don't take anything. Or just shut your mouth and go sit on the couch, drink your natty light, eat your soft pretzel, dip your queso, and just, you know, all right, don't be that guy this weekend. Week six in the NFL. Enjoy yourselves. Fifth Year Beers, episode six, coming out next week. But we look forward to hearing what you think of this one. Always enjoy the listeners' comments and feedback. Thanks so much. We're out. We'll talk to you next week.